Blow and the Doctor. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we are at episode 31. So we hope you guys have had a great week and have enjoyed the extra stuff that we put out for you this week. Absolutely, yeah. We had the commentary going feedback, out. yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, so we did our first commentary show, which was great fun. It was good, actually. I'm really looking forward to doing more of those. I, I loved it. It was very cool. And uh, we've had some really nice comments from you guys as well. So uh, thank you hugely for that. And um, just let us know. We've, we've got one more um, confirmed um, that we're going to give you next month. Um, but if you want to hear more of those, just let us know and we'll continue to do them. And, uh, and suggest ones that we can do as well. Anything from the modern Doctor Who era, um, which is, uh, I think we said before, it'll be, it fits in with the podcast time that we normally do. We don't want to do a six-parter from the... From the Pertwee era, no, didn't didn't somebody jokingly recommend the Daleks Master Plan or something? <laughs> yeah, because it just goes on forever. I mean, yeah, it'd, it'd be great to do those corridors, but they, they're just too long. Whereas the forty-five minute format is perfect. So yeah, it's very cool. <clears throat> Other than that, what have you been up to, mate? Anything cool? Yeah, well, um, I've, I've just been I've been editing uh, a new vid today. Been doing a bit of that. It's um, a review of the series one to seven Blu-ray. <laughs> I've oh, been yes, at last. I know I've been doing I've been doing this video for ages, but I'm finally getting around to to getting it together. Um, I'll tell you what I haven't done yet, and I really can't wait to do is the silver screen TARDIS box. I still need to do that. Oh yeah. So these these are the two that I've got on my must do list, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, because your that review would have been invaluable to me, like maybe two months ago. <laughs> oh, sorry yeah. about that. I would yeah, because I was I was doing so much re so much research, I was trying to find out some details about it. I was like doing like a Google for um, Doctor Who, Blu-ray box set, picture quality versus DVD and, and Oh all, I see I wasn't talking about the silver screen one. Oh the Blu-ray one. The Blu-ray box set, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, well yeah. What is it you want to know? And I'll tell you. Well, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you an exclusive. Well, I found it at quite a good price, and I was like, hmm, I've not seen it that cheap, you know, for a while. And uh, I thought, should I bite the bullet and get it? Because I've got the, I've got series one to four, um, on just the normal DVDs. Um, but then from five onwards, I've got the Blu-ray box sets. Right. So same. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought, is it worth the visual upgrade for the first four series? So. Uh, is well, it? without ruining, no, it's not really to be honest because I, I've got the I had the same as you. I'd got the first four, and then the rest on Blu-ray. And um, okay. I just really wanted to. I'm just a bit. I, I do say at the end of my review, actually, it's not worth buying it again if you've already got them because obviously your Blu-ray upscales the picture anyway. To me, they do look great. Don't get me wrong, and I I love having them all in one neat little box. But but um, it's just the price, really. If you can find it for a good price, then yep. maybe it is. But um, yeah, they are pretty much tr straight transfer. They are only upgraded. They're not, you know, full proper HD for the first four series. So, you know, okay. you're not really getting much different than you haven't already got. So, yeah, if you can get it for a good price, though, it is a nice box set. I, I suspected, think that's, yeah. Yeah. I did think that. I thought, is it enough of a of a visual? Because I think the audio is quite cool on it. They've got a decent surround track now. But, mm. yeah, I was thinking, hmm, picture quality-wise, because I think I saw it for 120 quid. 
Well, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's the cheapest I've seen it so far. And um, yeah, it's just the completest in me. It's just, you know, there's a, a box set out there, all nice Blu-rays all together, and you get you get a Sonic with it as well, don't you? No, you don't. Oh. No, 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 that's the, that's the Region 1 version. Oh. Yeah. So that's what I saw. Okay, no, well, that's, that's the bit you're going to love in my review. Uh, is when, when I compare the difference uh, between what Region 1 got and what the Region 2 got, because um, ours was more expensive as well. So they, let's put it this way, they got a lot more content uh, on the right. Region 1. Right. Um, yeah, you'll probably be, there'll be steam coming out of your ears when you when you see that bit. Okie dokie, right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll, the review will be up soon, mate, so have, have a look, see what you think. Okay, cool. So you've just been um, busy, busy, busy with Geek's Handbag videos. Geeks handbag, yeah. Been watching a bit of Who. Been watching a bit of Carry On as well. <laughs> I've needed on. a bit. Yeah, I know. I've needed a bit of light relief um, this <laughs> week. So I, I find Carry Ons are quite good for having on in the background when you're doing stuff. And yeah, so yeah, a bit of Carry On this week as well. Very sweet. A bit of classic. A bit of classic Brit comedy. You're a matron, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, give me your best. Kind I of can't. I, I don't even know the line. What's the line? Oh, matron. Stop messing about. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, cool, yeah. But what about you, mate? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, yeah. Not a lot, to be honest with you. <clears throat> it's been okay. a fairly... Um, I felt pretty basic this week so far. I've not really been doing much. I've obviously been watching um, uh, some Who. Yeah. Um, for today um, so our review episode The Doctor's Wife that I watched it for the second time uh, last night mm-hmm. um, and other than that I need to finish watching um, I started Genesis of the Daleks again oh yes that's good and I only got um, a couple of, of episodes in not because I felt I wanted to turn it off but I had to go away and do stuff but I need to finish watching that because I've only seen it once before when I first grabbed the discs a couple of years ago right um, so it's just something that I just felt. let's watch that one. Um, so I need to finish that um, before we move on to our watching the one for next week. Yeah, sure. Oh, that reminds me. I haven't even looked. I can't even remember what we're doing next week. What is it? Let me tell you. Go on, you tell me. One sec. We are doing Robot. Ah, brilliant. I, I thought it was. I just wasn't sure. Good. I'm looking forward to that. Could, could be a slight issue. Well, you haven't got it. I might need to order that now. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get it? I can't even remember. Have I got it? I'll have to have a look, mate. Oh, shit. I thought you'd got it. (laughs) Uh, I'll have to have a look. All right. Um, We might be doing robot then. We, we, (laughs) I think Amazon, they should deliver it out to me like by Saturday. That's it. Hopefully. Um, So yeah, robot next week. That'd be cool. That will be good. Yeah. Um, And next week, talking of next week's show, uh, we're going to finally um, announce the details of the competition for March. Oh, yeah, that's right. Exciting stuff. Because we we mentioned this um, a few weeks back, and then we've been a bit quiet about it recently. So we've got, yeah, it's going to be really good to finally be able to give a bit more detail away. Not everything, but we'll be giving a little bit away about that, won't we? Yeah, well, yeah, we should be, you know, you should be able to enter from next week. Um, oh. And we'll give you some details of some of the some of the stuff we're giving away. Fantastic. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we land and do the news? Let's do it. In the TARDIS news this week, um, we're going to start off with not the best news. No, some quite sad news. Yeah, but um, like we've said a few times uh, in the past, it's um, 
it's good to kind of celebrate um, the people that have been involved with the show. Absolutely. Instead of, um, you know, being sad and down about it, it's always good to uh, recognise their cool work. Um, so, unfortunately, though, Mr. Barry Newbury um, has passed away. He was 80... Eight. 88, yeah. Um, uh, and Barry was one of the original designers way back when it first started. So we're talking unearthly child stuff. Yeah, he was really prolific, wasn't he? I mean, I, I was looking back at the list of stuff he'd done uh, just for Doctor Who um, yesterday. And uh, he done he did loads for the show. And he, you know, he contributed quite a lot. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of great work there, you know. Yeah, of course. For him to be yeah. remembered by, yeah. Yeah, he went right up into, uh, it must have been the McCourt, no. Um, was it The Awakening? The Awakening, yeah. Yeah. Was that, what Who was? What doctor was that? That's Davison. That's, that's Okay, right. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, it's an interesting little story, that one. Uh, have, you, have you not seen that one yet? No. Okay, it's got this giant face behind a, a wall in a church, and um, yeah, well, as soon as I saw that and he was involved in it, um, you know, it, it all fitted together. I thought, yes, you know, I could see that because visually it's quite a good little story, that one, okay. in terms of terms of this giant evil face behind a wall because it's all sort of like a big animatronic thing. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, he did loads, didn't he? Loads of Fourth Doctors, like Brain of Morbius, which is which is a, one of my favourite stories. Love that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, there's a story I can never pronounce <laughs> right, the mask of man. Dragora, I never get it right. I don't even know why I tried to do that. Um, the Invisible Enemy, you know, some great, uh, great Tom Baker stories, and also, like you said, the early work, Marco Polo, which uh, sadly uh, we can't enjoy because it's it's not it's not available. It's missing, as lost. far as we know. Yep. Yeah, lost presumably. The Aztecs, though, which is a, a fantastic first Doctor story. I love the Aztecs, and uh, and the Time Meddler as well, which is a story um, I don't believe you've watched yet. Am I right, Trouton? No, it's, uh, it's Hartnell, but it's one that someone's requested. So we'll be, that oh, might sorry. be another one you need to order. <laughs> okay, yep. <laughs> but the time medley, yeah, it's another good one. Yeah. yeah. So he was involved kind of out of, um, I think he got drafted onto the show out of default, really, because um, mm. just by reading a little bit up about Barry, he was. it turns out that the original designer for Doctor Who kind of left on um, not the best circumstances. He had some disagreements with uh, Verity Lambert. Yeah. And uh, so Barry was drafted in and... Um, yeah, went on to do loads of many years of good work. Yeah, definitely. He's left behind a really good legacy, yeah. 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 So, There's uh, a book, actually, the, the Barry Newbury Signature Collection, which um, I've, I've picked up many a time uh, and wanted to buy. It's not that cheap, though. It's um, But it's just a sort of collection of photographs of all his sets and stuff. And I always have a little flick through, and, uh, and he, he did... You know, he did some really great work. Right. So, yeah, yeah, he's left behind a good legacy there. Indeed. So, Barry Newbury, 27 to 2015. Yeah. Next bit of news. Uh, Mr. Danny Pink. Mr. Samuel Anderson himself. He's picked up mm. an award. Good chat. Is it, is it for those pie commercials he's been doing? <laughs> those pie. Or is it the home base commercial? <laughs> uh, what was it? I don't know. There's big pictures of him on the side of vans, isn't there? With like, I don't know yeah. what it is actually. Could yeah. be home base, could be pies. Yeah. yeah. There was I don't some... think it is for that though. Yeah, this advert for home base. I saw it a few weeks ago and I thought, because <laughs> you only saw him from the back to begin with, I thought that mm. looks like Danny Pink. And I thought, no, he's, he's in Doctor Who. He's not going to be doing a home base commercial. <laughs> and um, yeah, at the end, he doesn't even say anything. He's just kind of posing with a cup of tea at the end with his on on screen girlfriend, it looks like. 
Yeah, all right. It's a shame yeah. he doesn't say anything because he's got quite a sort of um, unique voice, isn't he? He's got quite a deep sort of voice. Yeah. Quite a recognisable voice, I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's he won? Uh, he's won Best Male Performance in TV at the 2015 Screen Nation Film and Television Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so these awards are run, um, it's to promote products and actors um, of primarily African heritage working in the UK uh, industry for, for TV and film, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it, it's been awarded to his work on Doctor Who, obviously, and um, something called Trolleyed, which I've heard of but not seen. Oh, I was, I was about to ask you that because I've heard of it. Uh, but I've never seen it. Um, I don't even know what channel it's on. I, I yeah, I'm not sure. I know of no. it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. It's good. Good to see him getting a bit of recognition. I he think did. he was he was good in who wasn't he? he? wasn't He wasn't too bad. I thought yeah, overall he was okay. I think he um, with a, what he was given. Yeah, I think a bit like Rory. I think he put up with a lot. Mm-hmm, but, yeah, um, that's probably another story. But uh, yeah, he was pretty good. I mean, acting wise, he was very good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's fine. Good good to see him getting a bit of recognition. Yeah. Well done, Samuel. Good on you, mate. Do you think we've seen the last of him in Who? Do you think he'll be back? I don't think he'll be back. I, you know, I, I've got a feeling he's going to crop up again. You think? Somewhere, yeah, somewhere along the line. I don't think we've seen the last of him. Yeah. Okay. I think towards, maybe towards Jenna's leaving, you know, whenever she decides to move on. I bet you, bet you Moffitt won't be able to resist just... Bringing him back somewhere along the line. That's true. Yeah, if mm. Moffat if Moffat is still um, showrunner, it, it's highly likely, isn't it? <laughs> if he hasn't been uh, removed, you mean? Yeah, if he hasn't been evicted from <laughs> from BBC Kimbrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, well done, Mr. Danny Pink. Yeah, well done. Um, I've got a little bit of not sad news, but quite frustrating news actually to end off the news section. Um, BBC DVD inquiry line they've confirmed that the underwater menace dvd which was originally due for release in 2014 uh, which was then rescheduled to this year has actually been removed from their schedule altogether um haven't really given any reason or said you know why uh but this is a shame because this is you know like i said it's been in the pipeline for a while you know episode two i think it was of underwater menace was returned to the archives in 2011 and has still not been released so it's really frustrating that we've got, you know, unseen who uh, in the can just sort of sitting there and, and there's no release schedule for it. So I'm quite frustrated by this bit of news. Uh, it's not to say it won't come out, of course, that maybe they've got plans, but they've just said that for the time being, it's not on the schedule. Is that, um, is that did you say it was just episode two that they've got confirmed? Well, no, they've got, I think it's a four-part episode and they've got two of the four episodes and i think originally the plan was to animate the two missing episodes like they've done before okay um, yep. and part i think it's part two um is you know would be the earliest Troughton episode you know that, that we've actually still got in the archive so right. you know it's i just i don't know i don't know what's going on i mean the, another thing they say in their statement is that they're currently exploring options and are hoping to fire up the the range again later in the year so that maybe suggests so they've got plans for, um, I don't know, perhaps reissues. Perhaps they're going to do box sets of each Doctor and include it in that. I don't know. It sounds like they've got plans, but it is frustrating because it's the only story that currently exists in the archives that, that hasn't been released, even though two episodes are missing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of, you know, like you said about the completest in you, you know, we, we want it 
in our collection and you know it's now four years since episode two got returned and still not been released it seems a bit bit slack really yeah it is a bit and um we need another one as well because um reading this uh this article it's um mm. it's uh, a year ago that we last had any classic who released all right yeah exactly and i mean there's so little of Troughton's, you know uh time on the doctor you know uh, actually in the archives there's so much missing that anything that we've got you know obviously we want to have in some sort of format you know um yeah yeah, yeah it seems it's, it's just a bit sad i don't know i'm sure at some point it will come out and uh, i'm interested to see what their plans are but it is it is disappointing to hear that it's now got off the schedule completely so yeah. i know there's a petition out there uh to, <laughs> to get it released um so yeah get, get, get signing the petition let, let's get it out yeah and um is this a separate uh thing because on the article it says uh Anyone wishing to express their support to get this released, you can do so by sending an email on the BBC's online contact form mm. or sending a, I love the way they word this, or sending a polite letter. And they give you a, an actual physical address. Who, do, who sends right. letters anymore? Um, yeah, no, yeah. So I, I, do, I do get, you know, I get my quill out and write a little letter every now and again. Quill. <laughs> oh, no, there's, a, there's a separate link, actually. Fans have also started an online petition. Right, we'll put That's that link. One. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That's it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, get on the get on the petition. Mind you, I always think I mean I I love that people are enthusiastic and do a petition, but do, do petitions ever actually, you know, do they work? I don't know. But it can't do any harm. So yeah. Indeed. It's yeah. on the petition. Do you know what's quite annoying about this story? Is I can see you know you know the BBC, um, over the years they've always initiated these big cost cutting exercises and stuff like that. Mm. which really infuriates a lot of people because you can see them absolutely ploughing or, you know, replacing that word, losing, you know, so much money by doing various things. Yeah. And then they cost cut in other areas, which don't really need it. I can see this kind of thing happening back in the day where they're like, well, we need to save money. Well, let's just record over, <laughs> you know, a load of film that we've already used for Doctor Who. Let's just save ourselves some money in buying new film. We'll just record over it. Yeah, I know. It's it's mad. It's absolutely mad. I mean, another reason for doing it, and this again seems crazy, I think the Actors Union used to, um, didn't used to like their sort of actors having shows repeated. So, you know, they, they were sort of keen to see that, you know, any sort of work they'd done destroyed, which seems bizarre. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I can't remember the sort of ins and outs of it, but there's a few reasons why these things happen. But you're right, the majority of the reason was for cost-cutting exercises and you know you just can't imagine it really it just yeah. you know wouldn't happen now but a different time i guess yeah indeed if they could go back in our tardis one day would, one day it would probably <laughs> cause um probably cause uh what's that thing that moffitt has in angel state manhattan the reason that matt can't go back to that time that ridiculous excuse it probably caused a time bubble or something oh uh what's that called I don't know, but it's whenever not a paradox, we paradox, is it? It's something like that. Yeah, yeah paradox. Yeah, it's all timey wimey anyway. Yeah, that's right. As but we know. yeah, I'd love to see whatever they've got. I think you know we should have. <laughs> we should have indeed. We should have. Yeah, I need it. The completest in me needs that released. Because you, you probably own all of the every single classic DVD. Is that right? Um, yeah, I believe so. I, I certainly. Yeah, I think I've got every single one released. I don't know. Um, I hopefully haven't missed anything over the years. I, I pretty much bought them uh, whenever they release because I, I, you know, they get reduced quite quickly now. They're actually really quite cheap to pick up, aren't they? They are. Um, but I, I always had to buy them on on release, so 
I always paid full price. But I think I've got all, yeah, I think I've got all the classics. That's cool. I think I've got maybe half of the classics, I would say, just under half. Yeah, you put a picture on Facebook um, not that long ago of your your classic range, and it looked like it was coming on nicely. Yeah, it's grown as well since then. Taken yeah. over another shelf, so it's getting there. It's getting there, mate. It's good news for me, though, because I get to pick them all up for a fiver at the most, I think. I was thinking that, yeah. I mean, there was a set I, I recommended to you recently. Um, what was it? The Sharda set, but I can't remember what it's actually called. Yeah. And it, it comes with the 30 Years in the TARDIS. That's right, yep. Uh, and it's like five ninety nine or something. I was like, oh, that set. That's a, you know, get that set. It's great. And I, I probably paid about 20 quid for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's good. You can pick them up at a good price now, which is great as well because a lot of our, we were saying last week about a lot of our younger viewers who, you know, are getting into the classic series. And um, I've seen a few videos online of, of them going into HV and picking them up and being like, oh, Pyramids of Mars, five ninety nine, And, you know, it's great actually that, that, you know, they're that price and people can afford to buy them. That's, yeah, it's like another, it's a fairly cheap entry point for um, for the younger dudes to, to get into it. Because, you know, yeah. if they're kind of modern Doctor Who um, fans and have never really seen any of the classic ones and they've been recommended, the last thing you want to do is go out and spend 20 quid on, on a box set or a 15 quid on a on a disc. So no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Indeed. Yeah, so that's that's the news this week. That's news. That be news. That be news. So, reviewage. Yeah, this week's episode, the Doctor's wife. I'm the Tardis. No, you're not. You're a bitey mad lady. The Tardis is up and downy stuff in a big blue box. Yes, that's me. A Type Forty Tardis. I was already a museum piece when you were young, and the first time you touched my console, you. I said, said you were the most beautiful thing I'd ever known. Then you stole me. And I stole you. I borrowed you. Borrowing implies the eventual intention to return the thing that was taken. What makes you think I would ever give you back? You're the TARDIS. Yes. My TARDIS. My doctor. <laughs> what a cool scene. So the, yeah, so the Doctor's <laughs> wife. Um, for the benefit of anyone that hasn't seen this, and presumably everyone who's listening to this will have seen it, but let me just get it straight. The, the TARDIS matrix mm-hmm. gets removed and put into human form, uh, yes. and that's, that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's the Doctor's wife. That, in a nutshell, is it, it? it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, um, I know there's loads more to it, but that, that's basically what it is. The TARDIS becomes human form in, in the sort of guys of this this woman called Idris is that right Idris yeah 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 not Idris no Idris Idris yeah um yeah so it's kind of oversimplified the episode there but that's that's the handle isn't it on on what happened and um yeah so this one when was this 2011 yeah so few few years ago now this was um series six series six yeah a very yep. strange series isn't it series six it's very um it's got a lot of arcs going on in it and stuff it was a bit of a bumpy ride yeah series six it was up um, and down wasn't it and um this is one of the more standalone episodes i think from that series yeah it was more of the the classic kind of creature feature mm. sort of uh, concept that who used to be very famous for yeah and um yeah so why did we choose this one well i think we've 
I think we mentioned this a couple of times on a previous episode, but we we didn't want to pick um, stories or episodes that had been very popular already. Because if you look at any kind of fan-based blog about Doctor Who or review site, you always see the same episodes coming forward, don't you? It's always things like Blink and um, Genesis of the Daleks, Pyramid of Mars, Caves of Androzani, all those things. Yeah. Which yeah. are, you know, fantastic episodes, but they've been done a lot. So we wanted to find episodes where, you know, quite often overlooked, maybe divide opinion. And I think out of the Matt Smith era, this is one of the episodes which I think is very much um, divided amongst fans because you always hear either the word overrated or you hear the word fantastic you know something like that people swing both ways on this one absolutely and yeah. um yeah and let's let's kick let's kick off so we've explained the story very basically let's kick off then with um how that story actually you know develops because it starts off with it's one of those classic um beginnings isn't it in the tardis where You've got the the crew inside, and they're having some some light banter, and all of a sudden, it, it's just something something happens, and they get pulled into something. You know that classic, yeah, that's been used like a million times on Doctor Who before. Um, and I was when I was watching, I, I I actually thought about that quite a lot when I was watching it, especially on the second time. Mm. I thought, wow, we're into this same setup that we've seen many times before, where. The Doctor and the companions, they're having a laugh, you know, <clears throat> they're discussing what they're going to be doing next. And, and all of a sudden, there's like an explosion or a blinking light on the TARDIS, and then they're pretty much into the story. You don't really need much of a build-up. And um, I was thinking, you know, for this particular type of story and, you know, this this setup, is there, could we have done with a bit more, a bit more time on that? On, is it the rift, isn't it, where they are? It's like a little... Is it like an asteroid or a little planet or something there where this happens? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah. Or is it... Um, no, it's the creature itself, isn't it, that they land on? Um, well, we, that, that planet is the creature. Yeah, because or he, or he inhabits the planet. He inhabits it, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah the so, house. Yeah, so when they land on that, I was thinking, you know, could they have done with a little bit more time exploring those two characters, you know, the auntie and uncle, um, and what's going on because they kind of plop the doctor on and it's a little bit of a rush job to try and explain you know who they are and what they're doing you don't really know what's going on too much and then it's it moves very quickly to be about the doctor and Idris yes and, um, that's right. yeah. so what did you make to the story like you know getting into it and stuff because I thought that we could have had a little bit more time um, finding out what was going on with those two characters and the Ud. I love the Ud. Um, yeah, I love the Ood. Looks know, very, really sinister in this as well. I like it. Yeah, with the green eyes and stuff. Mm. Um, so what do you think, man? Kicking off the story. All good? Or Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think actually, although, we re although I really simplified it in the beginning, um, it's actually a bit of a contradiction because this episode has got so many ideas in it that it's almost sort of bursting at the seams. And it also, like you said, it also doesn't have enough time to really sort of put them into action mm -hmm. um i mean i thought that um uh, auntie no, no what's it uncle and is it uncle and auntie is it auntie i'm sure it is yeah uh, uh, yeah it is uncle and auntie i yeah. don't know why i thought it sounded wrong yeah, yeah i thought they were in it a lot more than they were i mean i when i watched it again yesterday they're they're, they're actually hardly in it I, I in my mind i was thinking they were in it all the way through for some reason mm. um but yeah they're only literally in the beginning yeah and um and also yeah you you explaining about the 
house you know inhabiting the whole planet i mean that hadn't even stuck in my head i think there's so much going on in in this story that i find it even on a second or third viewing i still find it a little bit confusing and i don't know that some of the ideas actually have the payoff that they they need really mm. and, and it almost it could have been a two-parter i think yeah i i was i not thought of that before but yeah it would have been a a two-parter would have suited this pretty well actually because mm. i would have loved to have seen more time um, on screen with the Doctor and Idris as well because they, they had some really touching moments and it was the chemistry was really good between them and you could you could tell that the Doctor was very much you know loving having a physical TARDIS form yeah um, you know he was he absolutely loved it and he got really upset didn't he towards the end when she had to she had to, to leave that body and get back inside the the actual TARDIS but um, yeah I would have loved to have seen a bit more of that you know just a bit more time with them to discussing maybe some of the older adventures that they've been on on some past doctors and stuff and because there was a bit of continuity there in terms of referencing the first doctor and him stealing the TARDIS and that kind of stuff but there was that huge gap it was that and it was the first doctor's little little first adventure stealing a TARDIS and then it was Matt Smith I'd love to have seen a bit more of those two discussing you know some other little funny moments from his timeline and stuff like that but yeah, they definitely could have worked more with what they got. Um, I think it could easily have worked as a, as a two-parter. Mm. Um, I actually, I have to admit, I, I think Matt Smith is, is absolutely fantastic in this episode. Um, in fact, I think he's the best thing in it for me. Um, I actually find Saran Jones as Idris quite annoying. I, I, I yeah. just, yeah, I don't. I think there is good chemistry between the two, but I don't really like her. I find her performance quite over the top. It's a bit too zany. And I know she's probably been directed to act like that because obviously she's, you know, um, a human that's got a TARDIS inside her and it's all a bit, oh, you know. Mm. I mean, the bit where she goes to bite the doctor, I was just cringing. I was thinking, oh, God. You know, it was <laughs> almost a bit too... There's a lot of um, performance in this that's like auntie and uncle and Idris particularly. Just it almost seems like we're getting silly voices, like they think they're in um, La Mis or something. I, I don't know. There's <laughs> something about the, the way it's acted didn't really connect to me. And I, I didn't really sort of. I know a lot of people think Saran Jones is brilliant in this, but for me, I found her quite irritating actually. And I, the only thing that saves it is the chemistry between her and Matt. And I think Matt is fantastic in this episode. He he, he saves it for me. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you slightly, there, mate. Okay. Yeah, I thought um, I thought Saran Jones was really good in this. Yeah, um, I know I, I'm in the minority, but yeah, I mean, I will agree with you and say that Matt was the best thing. Uh, in in this episode he was just brilliant absolutely brilliant and um he kind of saved the day almost which is kind of the job um of a of of the star of the show you know sometimes when you know other little you know character plots or characters themselves aren't quite working or the story is not quite doing it really is up to the lead you know the main guy or or lady to uh to, to pull a performance out the bag and almost save it, you know, pull it out of mm. what pull it out of a potential, you know, disaster. But um, yeah, I thought Matt was so good in this. He had that, he had that really, he had that classic Matt Smith about him that it's so enjoyable to watch. Where he's up and down emotional wise, you know, it's at one minute he's just you know standard Doctor, where a little bit zany, a little bit funny, with a with kind of edge of seriousness to him, and then. You know, a next moment he's really upset, really crying, and then sometimes I don't know how he does it. He's so good at this, Matt Smith, but he just pulls these little funny one-liners just out of nowhere. He can he changes his attitude like in a split second, um, 
on my notes here, I've got an example where, you know, Amy and Rory are locked in the TARDIS and um, uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on and he just loses, he doesn't know what's going on. And I think in this particular incarnation of the Doctor, it's the first time that he hasn't got a plan. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't know what to do. He says that in a quite a scared way. And then literally within a split second, his face lights up with this huge smile. And he's like, that's a new one. You know, even in those, you know, dark moments, Matt Smith just pulls out this, I don't know, he's just brilliant at that. The, no, no, I I know, love, I, yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean, actually. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, actually, when you were saying that, actually, about the um, the bit where he thinks the Time Lords are there and then he finds the cupboard with all the message cubes or whatever they're called inside and yeah, he realises yeah. there's no Time Lords, it's just a bunch of recordings. And it's, like you said, he goes from the excitement to sadness, you know, at the flip of a coin. And, yeah. and um, I, I don't know, I just re-watching this, I just really, really thought Matt was brilliant in it. Um, I think he's playing it really straight as well, and that's why I like. Um, whereas I found some of the other characters just not, you know. I mean, he's he's acting them off off the planet. I think in this one, like uh, I like I like the characters of Uncle and Auntie, for example. I like the the look of them, the style. Um, but you know, they're doing these silly voices, and I don't know, they're they're still not bad actors, and they work really well in it. But you know, Matt Smith just, you know, is just a notch above the rest uh, in this one. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. Maybe that's um maybe that's something that we've seen quite a few times with especially modern Doctor Who where um the writing isn't fantastic. Which is kind of weird because I remember when um Neil Gaiman was announced um uh, reading about that when because I I've, I've read a, some other of Neil Gaiman's books and so on, you know, before I was into Doctor Who. And I remember seeing that he had been announced to write for Doctor Who and thinking, oh that's really cool. And now, obviously, now I'm into it, and I've I've watched it. I I would have I was expecting a lot more from him. I was going to ask know. you that actually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of Gaiman's previous stuff you've read. Or, I mean, I haven't. I'm I haven't read any of it. I'm I know he's a you know really sort of, um, you know really thought of author. Mm. I know he's very held in very high regard, and I know a lot of people were really buzzing when they found out he was watching episode dot two and, and when i found out some of the stuff he'd written i realized i knew a lot more about him than i thought you know i thought oh, i didn't know who wrote that and you know mm. um but yeah i didn't know how much you'd sort of knew about gaming and, and what you're expecting from him when you heard yeah i mean he's he's one of those authors where um he, he kind of goes through these phases where he can do no wrong you know what I mean? He'll release like a few books over a space of a couple of years and mm. um, he'll be like involved in a few films and stuff like that and everything he does just turns to gold. And then you won't hear from him for a little while and then he'll come back and he'll do something even better. So he's, you know, he's he's really high regarded, you know, author, as you say. And he's been involved in so many good things. Um, and you know, I've got a few of his um, previous books and he's really good. And I thought you know, this episode surely is going to be one of the best um, with him on board. Um, yeah. Because he wasn't, it wasn't like he was writing in conjunction with anybody or, you know, it was it was his own baby, if you like, a one-off story, a contained story that he could kind of go to town on. But I think it's, I th- I still think it, you know, it's from from someone like Neil Game anyway, I think this could have been so much better. It, it should have been a two-parter, like you say. Um, and I think the writing for the, I mean, the story is quite okay. I feel for, for Dr. Who it's, um, it's simple enough that you don't have to think too hard about it. Um, but it also, it's not one of the kids ones really. It's kind of in the middle. Um, 
And really, the story kind of carries itself. And the character writing should have really just brought this one home for like a nine mm. out of ten. But it just didn't. I, I don't know why the, you know, the, the the way the characters are written, the way they were. And I, I just think it's a pacing thing and a timing thing. I think it just needed more time to breathe and more time to, you know, to get some, some cool scenes between these characters going on. Yeah, I mean, it might be. I mean, I know I, when I was looking up on this episode you know doing a bit of um research and stuff i mean i it, apparently he began writing it before matt smith was even cast and it was supposed to be in series five and then it got knocked back to series six because of budget reasons um he yeah. wanted to include his own monster but they couldn't afford it so they had to use the oud so i mean it sounds like it's a slightly sort of troubled production so perhaps certain things i mean i know it got quite a few rewrites and i think gaming himself has said that you know Stephen moffat put in some bits um, to help him out and stuff and you know it sounds like perhaps he had a really good sort of original idea and script and it just had to be changed over time for all, all these reasons and right. perhaps stuff got lost and muddled you know well um, well you have to remember the um neil gaiman came back didn't he and wrote another doctor who story uh, which didn't really do that well either nightmare in silver I do you know what I I can't stand Nightmare and Silver. I don't. I, yeah, yeah. I can't. I have I have given that. I have watched rewatched that. I keep thinking no. You know I try to go into it without this negative because I think it can't be that bad. And I've watched it a couple of times. I just can't stand it. Um, but I I this is a million miles better than oh, yeah. Nightmare yep. and Silver. I mean it this is. you know I actually do I do enjoy this episode um uh, quite a lot. But the, you know I think it's far from perfect. And it and I think it does get class is overrated because when it was when it went out this was one of the reasons i wanted to rewatch it actually this is the the main reason i wanted to rewatch it is because when it first went out i enjoyed it i thought it was good and mm. that was it and then i was looking at all the forums and you know the press and everything was were absolutely saying you know saying it was amazing you know what this is the best doctor who episode ever and i was thinking what the hell did I miss? You know, it was a good episode, but what what's going on? Why is everyone like going mad about it? Right. Um, and I think I watched it again, you know, sort of afterwards and, and still thought the same. And I haven't watched it for a long time and until yesterday. And, and again, I don't get quite what the big fuss is about it. I do like it. I do think it's good. And it's a great concept. You know, I like the whole, whole idea behind it, but but I don't get why, why it's so acclaimed as, as an episode. I have to be honest. Yeah, I kind of echo that, mate. It's um, especially that's you I mean that's kind of the the angle I was going for. It's uh, with somebody as as famous and prolific as Neil Gaiman, you would have, you would have thought this would have been, you know, one of the Matt Smith era's best. But mm. I just think that his writing, his character writing, just lacks something, um, and it really was just down to Matt to save it, really. Um, and I've, I did. I really liked uh, Saran Jones. I, I, I did really enjoy um, her performance, and I, I thought it was cool. But I just wanted to see more. I thought mm. it was over too quickly. Yeah, yeah. I have to say. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I think w watching this again yesterday, I think the first half of this story actually is really good. Mm -hmm. I, I, li I like the, the, the beginning. I like it when they're on the planet. For me, where this story dips big time is when we have all the stuff with Amy and Rory in the TARDIS corridors. Oh, yeah. it, for me, yeah. that just... 
A, it goes on too long. B, it's really predictable because they keep waking up from a sort of dream scenario type thing. So you just know that whatever's happening isn't actually happening because they keep doing it over and over again. Um, it's unnecessarily dark. I mean, I like Doctor Who being dark, but there's a bit where Raw is a skeleton and stuff and it's just plain horrible. Um, and it just, I don't know, it's just got no... When, those, when you get the two sort of main characters in peril like that and it is a sort of dream sequence... There's no peril because you know that the outcome is is, is all going to be fine because they're going to keep waking up and you know that they're not going to kill off the two main characters. You know, I know yeah. Rory died a yeah. thousand times, but you know what I mean? So for me, it's 10 minutes of really boring television because there's no sort of suspense or you know nothing's going to happen to them. You know it's a dream and it's just really predictable. And that, for me, is where the episode really dips, you know. And then yeah. we get back into the 10th Doctor's TARDIS console room and, I, and that's where it comes good again. I mean, I, I love that. I love the fact that we get to see Ten's console room again. Because I, awesome. lo I, lo yeah. I love his console room. <laughs> it was know. so good seeing that. Yeah, but that's that's where the episode dips for me. And that's why I don't rate it as high as, as perhaps other people. Because that whole bit just drags it down. And But it is, you know, and then it comes back up again. Like you said, then we get back to um, the Doctor and Idris making the junkyard tardis which is fantastic i love all that yeah you know yeah. and and all that sort of last 10 minutes is really good yeah and i think what you just um because i was going to come on to amy and rory and i think that that's one of the the aspects that didn't help this episode where effectively amy and rory were sidelined so that Big they time. you know so that they could you know we, you can't just ignore that they're there so you have to give them something to do but they were kind of very bluntly sidelined so that you could concentrate on this um, this core, you know, scenes and relationship between the Doctor and, and Idris. But there just mm. wasn't enough of that to kind of, you know, cancel out, you know, the Amy and Rory sideline bit. So I, I could see where they were going with it, um, you know, that, that kind of writing direction, but they didn't make enough of the Doctor and TARDIS stuff to kind of warrant Amy and Rory being sidelined. So it just didn't work, you know enough as it should do yeah that's right yeah sign line you're absolutely spot on there because they don't really get anything to do um you know i think the idea is to put them in peril to, you know but it but it just doesn't doesn't work because like you said it would have been much nicer to have spent more time with the doctor and idris you know um, yeah one thing i don't get actually is that all these tardises have been brought to the planet and they're all crashed. That's why there's all these bits of TARDIS, which is a lovely idea. You know, they build um, a junkyard TARDIS to use from all the spare bits. But why hasn't this, the house or whatever it is that's trying to escape from the planet, why hasn't his plan worked with all these other Time Lords that landed there? Like, what, what's different about, because he seems to inhabit Matt's TARDIS really easily and his plan works and he's up in the sky. And I don't, I don't get all that. Like, how come there's all these other Time Lords that have crashed there and he hasn't escaped, you know? Like, okay. That, that, yeah. that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I've missed something there. Yeah. Um, I didn't really give that too much thought. I will be honest. But now you've mentioned it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Because um, we do see like the whole junkyard scene where he's building like a makeshift TARDIS. When you kind of he looks over the ridge, there's like a load of just busted up TARDIS, isn't there? And yeah, and I love all that. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, you're right. I'm not sure what makes this Doctor and this TARDIS different. Because um, it's so easily done. And again, this could be down to the sort of, like you said, a bit of a rushed, just moving the story along. Do you know what I mean? Because he just sort of gets in the TARDIS really easily. And, you know, and then obviously Amy Rory are trapped inside and he takes off. And obviously he would have escaped if the Doctor hadn't rebuilt a TARDIS. But it just makes you wonder, like, 
if it's yeah. that easy how yeah. come he hasn't escaped before yeah yeah, yeah Norwegian man it's um it's one of those little story quirks that you know we could probably debate for hours <laughs> yeah. you know what in I mean the you know yeah. the doctors yeah. why should they be any different you know it's, it's very cool but I see what you mean it's a bit of a blunt another blunt instrument in the story um, yeah but I do love the Junkyard TARDIS and I didn't realise it was a Blue Peter um, hmm. competition winner I mean that's brilliant that's very cool yeah because I, yeah. I, I just love it it's got a sort of it looks a bit like the sort of old classic console a bit and you've got a bit of Randall, Randall's going on stuff. I think it's really good. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, two things I wanted to mention before we get onto the review. Mm-hmm. The first one is, while we're talking about sort of story conundrums and quirks and stuff, why is it um, the... Uh, this is probably very easily explained, but you know my mind hasn't thought about this too much, but with the characters auntie and uncle... Um, They've obviously had certain body parts replaced and all that stuff. Yeah. Why was why is Idris just perfectly fine and where did she come from? Oh well, that was another thing I wrote down. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because, I, I didn't because I don't get why they're all made up of different bits and. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously, I I, I don't want to venture too much into the anatomy of people who have been rebuilt by different humans, but I'm um, I'm guessing that Idris is not the daughter of auntie and uncle because she's too old anyway so where did she unless she might um, she might be their daughter it doesn't feel no, like that I don't no. think so. so where did she come from she wasn't obviously born on that asteroid and she hasn't had all of her stuff replaced and everything i know she's not quite that old where she needs that yet but she seems just like a perfectly normal if not a bit slightly crazy uh normal woman living on an asteroid i don't know where she's come from yeah, and I think this comes back to what you were saying earlier, actually, where we could have had a bit more backstory, hmm. given a bit more time, because yeah, these little points aren't aren't very clear, are they? We don't even don't really know who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that again would have benefited from a bit more, um, bit more depth and story time. I have to say, I, I think visually this episode looks great. Still, still, I think the effects and and everything look really good in it. Um, I particularly love like the you know the green gas around the TARDIS and the actual planet itself that this sort of um cgi of this almost looks like a rocket or something doesn't it yeah um, yeah i think it looks good i think the think visually it's a really nice looking episode there's a, there's a lot of colors in it i notice a lot of depth and mm-hmm. you know visually it's really good very cool yeah i agree it did look good and a lot of corridors again <laughs> yeah now i mean we get different different corridors i mean we, we've mentioned before about the tardis corridors i mean in journey to the center of the tardis they were as bland as dishwater weren't they and in this one they're kind of a bit more like what I'd imagine the Tireless Corridors to look like, but they still don't look very good to me. Um, they look a bit like they're made of balsa wood or something. <laughs> they probably um, are. Yeah. yeah, but they're, they're a bit more, at least they've got a bit of roundels on them and stuff. So, don't know, what did you think of the Tireless Corridors in this one? Yeah. They I look think, a bit cheap to me. Mm, yeah, I thought that, yeah. They're, they're just a bit... Obviously, it's exactly the same set that they've used a billion times by the look of it. It was just mm. set up a little bit, you know, just cheap and cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds to... like a big sorry go on. No, go on, mate. no I was going to say it sounds like I've been quite negative about this episode but I just watched it yesterday I just couldn't help but but sort of pick a lot of fault with it really yeah um, yeah I was just thinking know. that we, we sound a little bit negative it's it, it's a it's a good episode you know it's a good story you know we're not bashing it completely it's just um yeah there are there are especially on a rewatch there there are certain things that you just can't you could can't move forward you know it just niggles you too much after yeah, well, I think I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. If it needed more room to breathe, 
and I think it could have been a classic. Yeah. Before we move on to review scores, just lastly, what did you think of um, uh, Michael Sheen as the as House? Oh yeah. Do you know what? I'm glad you've mentioned that because I didn't even know it was him Me until nope. until I was reading uh, reading up on it yesterday. I, I was quite shocked. And I was like, that was Michael Sheen because his voice is treated. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we don't ever see House. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Um, yeah, gives a good vocal performance, I guess. Yeah. I thought he sounded quite cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He had this very deep, very deep voice, quite posh. <laughs> well, they, and they also, they, they put a bit of um, effect on it because we were saying, what was that story we were talking about where you were saying they didn't use any effect on the voice so it felt really flat? The visitation. Was it visitation? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, at least they sort of treated it a little bit. And, yeah, I think it worked well, actually. Just yeah. I just had no idea it was Michael Sheen. Almost <laughs> seems a bit of a waste because he's such a good actor, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, just to, just to do a voiceover. But, yeah, still very cool. Very cool indeed. So, reviews. Yes. Um, oh, I, can, I can hear the... Uh... Can you hear the <laughs> rustle of the... I, I struggled, actually, to, to score this one. I have to be honest yesterday. Um, I know I've been quite negative about it. I, I do think it's a good episode. Um visually good and and i think the concept is good it just doesn't quite hold together for me so i'm giving right. it a seven out of ten a seven seven out of ten okay because and this goes back to what i was saying just before we started recording you were we were talking about our scores just before we started to record and i think i gave beast below 6.5 and this is better than beast below um quite a bit better okay. so yeah. i couldn't go any lower than seven and i it possibly deserves a higher score, but that's why I'm scoring it. Yeah, we both gave Beast Below um, six and a half, yeah. yeah. So what are you scoring this one? Uh, this one, uh, I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to say seven. Interesting, actually, because yeah. I felt you might go higher. I actually thought I was going a bit low with seven, but it's a personal thing. I mean, that's just, that's just what I would score it. I'm not saying it's a bad episode by any means, but it's just not one that I would you know rave about so yeah. yeah but but i'm surprised i I felt you might enjoy this one a bit more i thought you might be around about the eight mark so i'm quite surprised by your score yeah i thought because when i just talking about this if we were talking about this episode and we were basing it just purely on memory um mm. i probably would have marked it a little bit higher you know because of my kind of memories of the cool stuff between matt and and Saran and stuff and all that, you know, but on a rewatch and, you know, it's just, um, it, it's, it's just brought a few things, you know, to, you know, to your eye that you didn't really sort of think about enough before. And it kind of niggled, it kind of niggled me afterwards, like a few things. I was like, yeah, why did they do this? And why didn't we do that? And so I, I probably would have reviewed it as an eight, you know, but after I've watched it a couple of times now, it's, uh, it's down to a seven, which I think is a, a reasonable score still. Yeah, and it is, it's different when you're watching something for a re review, isn't it? Because if you're, let's go back to Paradise Towers just for a second, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm watching that just for my own enjoyment, I love it. If I'm watching it for a review and giving it an honest opinion, I have to look, you know, I have to look at it through a critical eye. So, you know what I mean? It's different. Yeah. If, if you're yeah. watching something just for your own entertainment, you know, you, you can just enjoy something. But if you're actually watching it to give valid points on it, you, you have to notice these things. And I noticed quite a few in this one yesterday um i tell you what just just before we move on to our listeners comments just want to go back to what you're saying about matt and some of his lovely scenes i absolutely love the end of this episode where he's underneath the console with these like um yeah. soldering goggles on yeah. or something and yeah. he it's a beautifully played scene he's talking about rooms that have been jetsoned from the tardis and 
he goes tells Amy and Rory to go and find their bedroom, and he says, uh, "They say, oh, can we have a you know not have bunk beds this time?" And he's like, "Bunk beds are cool, a bed with a ladder, <laughs> you know." And those sort of lines, Matt's doctor, you know, Matt Smith just delivers brilliantly. Yeah, um, yeah, he he he's just brilliant in this. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, mate. And it's um, I love how just after that bit when Amy and Rory go off, and he's still on the swing, he's kind of got that really lovely proud look you know his TARDIS is back in action he's sorting her out and uh and you can just tell from that point just the look in his face that he's looking forward to flying off with her you know mm. and whatever companion on on new adventures he's got that really kind of proud made up face it's very cool yeah lovely lovely little scene yeah so what did our li- what did our listeners think what did our listeners think indeed so um indeed <laughs> indeed uh so on facebook we had a load of um comments on this one and yeah. um I, we really appreciate you taking the time to do that because some of them you've actually gone into quite a bit of detail so um so you've obviously got quite strong thoughts on this one i haven't got time to read them all out a hundred percent but i will read everyone's name and roughly what you said um so those two happy chappies at who addicts reviews <laughs> Um, you guys said you were really glad that we were reviewing this. Um, I think, I think they're divided on it, aren't they? I think that's the thing with the, the who addicts guys, like one of them really loves it. And the other one's just like, no, it's overrated. You know? Yeah. So I think that's why they're glad. Yeah. So Matt, um, actually wrote this comment and he does actually say my co-host James will hate it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he said a really clever episode. Um, it's one of the best, um, uh, and he puts it next to Genesis and Remembrance in brackets sorry gary um caves and that sort of thing so uh so matt really really likes it um um but i think um james not so much but um he he's basically given it a seven yeah that's matthew isn't it that's matt, yeah. Yeah. he's giving it a seven yeah which is actually on on par with us so that's that's good um i wonder what james would have given it i'll have to it sounds like probably not a lot no, oh, that's right. I thought James was the one that really liked it. I might be wrong. Um, who else did we have? Devin Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it's really good, apart from the stuff with Idris, one of Matt Smith's best, and that's not saying much. So uh, clearly, Devin not a fan. Um, yeah. Do you know? I think Matt's a brilliant doctor. Actually, I, the more I rewatch him, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, very good. Uh, Stuart Stockwin. My friggin' god, yes! <laughs> <laughs> An extremely superb episode. Uh, has everything in it for him uh, goes on to say that it's been done pretty well uh, turning the TARDIS into a sexy uh, um, uh, I mean human chemistry between the Doctor and Idris done very well um, the writer and the director just didn't make corridors seem boring hmm mm. uh, I could go on and on how much I love this story but uh, yeah he gives it um, an 8 out of 10 so slightly higher there yeah yeah cheers Stuart Cheers, Stuart. Um, uh, Kieran Knight, he says, um, so much to love. He's, he's just rewatched it. Um, he says, we've got a brilliant villain in the house. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, we only really get to hear the voice, don't we? But yeah, okay. Uh, a great performance by Saran Jones as sexy. <clears throat> I mean, the TARDIS. <laughs> You'd agree with that. Um, if it was an hour long, it may have been really special. And apparently they filmed another 15 minutes, which I really want to see. So so would I, actually. This, again, agrees with what we, we said. It's, um, it could have done with an extra 15 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, he just says, uh, as it is, it's very memorable and very entertaining, Joe uh, of auntie and uncle. Okay. So it sounds like he, he likes this one quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Thomas. Hello, Matt. Uh, an overrated, mediocre episode. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith's era is one of my least favourite, to be uh, to be uh, honest. Uh, concept of the TARDIS taking human form um, is a unique idea, but um, he thinks it's just fan service, really, rather than uh, anything else. Um, Idris, uh, sorry, Idris was all right as the TARDIS. Um, overall, I didn't get the hype for this episode, but I do my best to try and join in. Um, it doesn't really do it for him. Five out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. Well, well, I haven't gone that low, but I can see some of what what he's saying there. Uh, Jack Pardy. Um, now, actually, I must just say a big thank you to Jack uh, because Jack is the admin on the Doctor Universe page that gave us a plug. Um, earlier in the week and it brought in a lot of new followers so jack thank you so much for that we, yeah. we really appreciate it that's awesome um, yep. uh, jack says i love the tardis the storyline is great and the acting is fantastic the character of idris was exactly how the tardis should be in human body the episode was also quite emotional at times yeah it, it does have some good emotion um i have to agree with james to saying i don't think it's overrated 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think James, um, he's talking about James from Who Else View. I think James actually really likes this one. Um, I oh. don't know if it was worded slightly wrong in, in the comment above, but yeah. That's probably me getting it wrong way around. Well, I was, yeah. ha- I was just going to say to anyone sort of listening to us picking out bits from these comments, um, like Gary just said, we really appreciate your comments, but people have really left long comments this this week, which is fantastic. Um, but it does make it harder for us to read out in terms of <laughs> your comments. But if you want to read everyone's full comments on this, just head over to the Facebook page. Uh, they're all on there. Actually, the next comment on here probably confirms what we've just said. Because, oh, yes. Yeah, because James uh, himself has commented outside of the Who Addicts review. So James Wilson, part of the Who Addicts reviews. Hello, James. Uh, he's put yes my prayers have been answered Uh, I adore the doctor's wife and think it's a revolutionary and brilliantly written episode in my opinion not overrated at all nine out of ten right okay well I'm I'm glad I'm glad that James commented so that clears that up then yeah cheers James nine out of ten ten. wow you like that one mate wow Uh, Ryan Anthony he thought it was a good episode however a bit overrated this word gets used a lot doesn't it Um, the concept of the TARDIS going into human form was excellent and a unique idea Idris was a good character played by Saran Jones although I do find her annoying sometimes so did I Ryan Um, he loves the scene with Amy and Rory in the TARDIS he thinks it was rather a dark scene he says it was without doubt the best in series 6 and he would give it a 6.5 out of 10 so (laughs) If, wow. it's the best out of, if it's the best out of Series 6, um, and he's only given it 6.5, he's obviously not found a Series 6. And it was a bit of a bumpy ride, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. like we said, you know, Series 6, it was a little bit um, up and down. Yeah, and I've just got one more, actually, which is on the Geeks page um, from Harry Westergaard, I believe. And he says, good story with some interesting ideas. It also looks great and is well-directed. The Doctor calling TARDIS sexy can be a bit too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, so, Harry. Yeah. So some absolutely brilliant comments. And guys, thanks a lot. I know we sort of um, have sort of cherry-picked out what you said, but it's just because there's so much good stuff there, but we can't, haven't got time to read it all. But yeah, head over to the Facebook page and have a look at everyone's comments for all their full in-depth reviews. Very cool. I've just got a couple more quickly from Twitter. Oh, yeah. I forget about old Twitter. Old Twitter. Um, our good friend, Cousins2019. Oh, hi, Cousins. Uh, I loved the episode. One of the best of 11. So dark and great acting. I love the use of the corridors, not like Series 7. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. And uh, just one more. Um, this is from... Um, I've lost him. Where are you? Come back. 
Peter Adamson. Um, his Twitter name is uh, Pedro the Hoovian. Oh, yes. Uh, Hello, Peter. He's just put, it's a great episode, very dark fitting in uh, with that season's theme. So another good positive one there. Yeah, actually, mate, just before we just before we wrap this up, I have got to ask um, something I forgot to ask you in the review. What is the Ood doing there? What is the Ood doing there? In the same way as um, we don't really is... know how Idris got there. All right, okay. Um, I'm just, just trying to work out what the actual relevance of the Ood is. What what what's going on with it? Well, he's a he's a post. He's what's what's the word? He's an Ood that's been. Um, uh, what's the word? He's you know the Ood's are born with their brain in their hands. Yeah. And there was um. Do you remember the uh, the David Tennant story, the Planet of the Ood? I think. Yeah. Where um. All the Udes are kind of taken and they get that brain and that cord ripped out and replaced oh, with a little yeah. speaker. Yeah. So he's obviously been through that process. So he's like a post-op <laughs> Ood. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> so we know that he's been altered. He's not a natural Ood. But you're right. How he got there, and I'm not sure. And he's also got green eyes, which makes me think that he's being controlled by House. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Because I think... This is my opinion anyway, because normally the Ood have got just standard white eyes. It's, and it's only in a couple of episodes where they go red, where they get like, you know, rabid. Possessed. Yes. <laughs> and I think in this one, where he's got green eyes, um, I think that he's been put there. I think he, he crash landed there maybe on another ship somewhere. And um, House um, has basically taken over his consciousness and, le- and needs him as like a, a kind of slave. So when he's operating on auntie and uncle and stuff like that maybe this dude carries that out and does away with the body parts and just keeps the place tidy with you okay that's what i was was trying to work out what he was doing in the corridors chasing amy rory as well i was yeah i just wasn't too sure but i love the dude yeah i don't care i don't i don't care what the reason is it's good to see him (laughs) yeah do you know what made me sad though what is that instead of you know rescuing him and and setting him free he got squished when the junkyard tardis materialized he just got evaporated, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. doesn't the doctor say something like, oh, once again, I didn't manage to save an ood or something? Yeah, something it like does, that. There is, yeah. a, there is yeah. a line in there, isn't there? Poor old dude. Poor they do have dude. a tough life, don't they? They do indeed. <laughs> they do. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked, mate. That's cleared it up. <laughs> well, I hope so anyway. I'm, that's just my, my thought. Anyway. No, no, I'll, yeah. I'll go with that. That's good for me. <laughs> cool. So thank you once again, guys, for giving us your comments. Like Adam said, it's very, very cool. And um, don't worry about leaving long comments. If you want to go into that much detail, it's absolutely fine. We'll just pick out uh, the relevant pieces, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that will wrap, mate. Okay. Episode 31, done. <laughs> Another episode in the can. That's it. <laughs> Not to be recorded over, am I? No, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Not to be done away with, thrown That's into it. some weird archive to be deleted. Lock it into the TARDIS vault. Yeah, we don't want it like the, um, what do they say? They archive the TARDIS consoles. We don't want to get it deleted. Not at all. <laughs> That's it. Lock it in the TARDIS vault, Gary. I will do. Don't worry. Um, so that is the episode don't we thank you very much again for your stuff if you want to comment on next week's review episode which will be robot which is tom baker as i believe 
first his first episode robot yeah very first one so that's going to be interesting i need to either go and watch that or order it one of the two yeah preferably um, both yeah so jump over to facebook and twitter give us your thoughts on that one you can do that by just jumping to the website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk and on there you will find links to twitter facebook and whatever else so jump on and give us a like as well and a follow so you can keep up to date with what we're up to Go and visit Adam's video channel on YouTube, The Geek's Handbag. If you just do a search for that, you'll find it easily enough. He's got so many good videos on there. Cheers, buddy. And you've got a cool one coming up, the Blu-ray box set, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost ready. It should be up soon. Oh, it should be cool. Looking forward to that one. Cool. So we will see you next time. Uh, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Allons-y! Allons-y!